and welcome to episode 152 of Relics of Ore. I am your host, Grybok, and joining me this evening are Evie and Spirit. How are you doing this fine evening, Spirit? Um, I have my favorite mug. So, awesome. We had a, we had a huge discussion uh, as we were getting ready for the show about mugs, and I, I joined halfway through the mug discussion. As soon as I said mug, I had to run out into the other room and acquire my favorite mug, which I got for one doll hair from the Walmart, and it has served me faithfully for many years, and I love it so much. But this is not a mug podcast, so I'll stop talking now. But I could talk forever about my mug. Yeah, it turns out that all three of us like mugs for some inexplicable reason, even though I don't think any of us are really big coffee drinkers. (coughs) Okay, I was going to say, unless Evie is, so how are you doing this evening, Evie? Are you finally caffeinated? I am finally caffeinated with my wonderful ninja mug. Awesome. Because this is the mug podcast, apparently. Yeah, this is the mug cast. Um, yeah, I'm drinking out of a brand new one that I picked up at Lock and Load, which is the War Machine and Towards convention that I attended this weekend. But uh, this is neither a podcast about mugs nor about War Machine. So <laughs> this week we're going to be talking about the Ventari legend and somewhat about the trait line and about as well the similarly themed staff for the Revenant. Um, I mean, I guess the biggest thing is, or not biggest, but one of the really interesting things is this is uh, the first time that we're going to be able to use melee attacks with a staff. So uh, that's pretty cool. I think, and also the hammer was the first time a hammer has been used as a ranged weapon. So Revenant's breaking all sorts of conventions. What do you guys think about this staff reveal mist copter yeah it's the mist copter that uh reaper really wanted the whole time uh, yeah basically oh i don't know yeah that skill i hadn't really watched it super closely i was like yeah okay melee staff cool i'm on board and then i hadn't um watched the points of interest right away and all of a sudden i was kind of skipping through it and I saw the um, the staff part the sea of golems if you will and I had to stop and replay that a few times with sparkles in my eyes because oh my goodness I cannot wait to um, find a use for that yeah golem bowling is totally legitimate looking I think I think the animations speaking of good looking I think the animations are all really top notch I think they look really really cool mm. I I'm really happy. Also, I'm really excited to use Bifrost as a melee weapon. Yeah. I need to find a... Oh, I can use my Codex with staff. a rainbow trail. It's, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be great. Yeah. Also, just imagine how much twirling... Like, with how much twirling that weapon has in the rainbow trails, it's going to be amazing. So... Part of the new tech... This, actually, honestly, I think some of the most interesting stuff about this week's barrage of articles and points of interest is that there's a whole bunch of new tech that went in for on the coding side and gameplay wise to um or at least that's being revealed here i don't know if it's going to show up in other areas but the the healing orbs that drop off of the auto attack and then also later off of the ventari elite is pretty interesting does the engineer have something like that where they can drop the the med packs off the med kit currently, but I think mm-hmm. um, after med kit gets reworked, which we know it's going to be, 
Um, I think those are actually going away, and I, you can't quote me definitively on that, but they my said it understanding would be more was more similar to like a healing gun. Than... Yeah. So, so we'll currently not unique, but potentially could be in the future if engineer loses that. Yeah. Well, and somewhat unique in the sense that it's something that you're not going to be directly choosing the placement of, but will be happening as as an effect of things that you're doing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I really hope they take this tech and actually apply it to other professions, particularly necromancers, because like, they're going to be like, yeah, you're going to splatter blood on the battlefield that your enemies can use. Yeah, like Diablo-style orbs, mm-hmm. like health orbs. Yeah, I could see that. Soul-rending party healing orbs. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I like the idea... They mentioned this several times on Points of Interest, but the idea that they want to promote healing that requires a more active role in both the on both the healer's part and on the, situa- uh, the situational awareness of the party's part. I think that that's... Insofar as healing is or could be a role in Guild Wars 2, this is a very Guild Wars 2 way of doing it. It's really the only way to do it in Guild Wars 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. But as far as like introducing a healing role, I'm very wary of how this is going to end up turning out because n- new profession means that it's going to be the only one that has this particular healing role, as far as we know. So unless they do massive reworks of the other professions, if this is good, it could be a very bad thing, particularly for the meta, as far as um, bringing back the, like, oh, we want this here, and, like, uh, uh, I'm thinking PvP, by the way. Probably should have clarified that ah, before okay. I started. Well, well even but- so, if there's um, there's nothing that really compares to a pure healing class, um, even even like a fully spec support guardian, which has a decent amount of heals, does a lot of um, not not damage mitigation. Well, yeah, damage mitigation because they have access to um, Aegis and protect but if you need pure heals then i don't know if the guardian would compare to ventari and ventari's heals have to be if they want them to be effective have to be pretty strong because there's not really a secondary effect it's just purely a heal yeah i they yeah if if they want it to if they want it to stand on this healing concept and not have the healing just be sort of an afterthought and especially if that means that it comes at the cost of dealing damage, for example. Um, yeah, like you said, they're going to have to make it really strong in order to make it viable. Um, I mean, there's always the potential that it just isn't viable, which is mm-hmm. its own problem. But I don't know how comfortable I am with the idea of adding a healing role to Guild Wars 2 with the current paradigm that they have, especially because historically... Games that have emphasized healer roles require them because mm-hmm. that's sort of the nature of the healer role. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit I'm a little bit ambivalent about this focus that they are putting on this. And I also, I mean, sort of going going along with that, really pushing for the the role, talking about that trait that gives you increased 
what was it like outgoing healing power is what they called it for mm-hmm. how much healing power you had so it was like a double a double growth if you had enough it gives you a percentage like outgoing modifier based on how much healing power you have so the higher your healing power the higher that percentage is going to be which is just basically a flat multiplier yeah um so it has the potential to get absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, I, right, but I, go ahead. Well, sorry. One of the important things uh, to mention about why they're doing this, and you know, the kind of design aspect of—I think they were calling it benevolence. That sounds like a thing. Um, is it opens up roles that weren't previously available? Because basically, if you had a character stacked with healing power, they also became um, very, very tanky due to the like the way healing power was combined on different kinds of gear. So in doing that and adding, I guess, there's a couple new healing power sets, I think. I just never really paid attention to them because, you know, they're not super widely used. Um, I think it opens up kind of a squishy healer as well as a tanky one. Yeah, I guess it just... I get a little bit worried uh, about the the, sta- or the standing of other classes if they really like bring out an emphasized healer role, because like you said, unless they go and do a massive rework, that's pretty much just going to be the Revenant. Doing blah blah lead area need Revenant. Yeah. Suddenly Druid is purely healer, and also all of the uh, professions, oh. or the, all of the specializations we haven't seen yet are suddenly healer roles. All of the remaining specializations are healer roles. Even thief. Even even thief. The oh, rifle is going to be a healing weapon, which just makes necromancers so so happy that we already had our non-healer spec release. <laughs> Except that's what they're doing to blood magic. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Uh, I'll, yeah. I mean, blood magic would be a great place to work in that health orb concept. Speaking of, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's might interesting. Orbs drenched in the blood of your enemies, you gain might and fury. Uh, <laughs> say it again. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I I noticed on a on a different tangent, or rather, getting back to the what they were talking about before. I noticed they kept uh, trying to sort of pull, play up the punishing sweep, which was staff 2 I believe which was that it does AoE weakness and they were like that's a big debilitator and it's like as as a necromancer I can tell you that weakness in PvE is not a big debilitator like, as, <laughs> as a thief that has had access to AoE weakness for quite some time it's really not that special yeah I don't know why <laughs> it doesn't just function the opposite way of protection where it just does a flat percentage nerf but because it doesn't, right? It's it's some other. It's not an exact opposite, right? It's not. It's, it's like it's fifty percent chance to fumble and not crit, right? Yeah. But PVE mobs don't crit anyway. Well, they do. It's just really low. Or rather, they do so much damage anyway that it doesn't matter. And that too. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It, like it would be much more of a legitimate. Uh, supplement for a control like if you if you're saying well we could really use somebody to give us protection or we could really use somebody to give the entire enemy team weakness because those mathematically equal the exact same thing but for some reason weakness is its own thing that is not actually that useful 
So And like logistically, even if they were equal, it's much harder to apply weakness to everything than it is to apply protection to five people. Yeah, that's true. Although it's there are there are ways to do it, especially with you could make blast finishers and like well, because one of the blast finishers is weakness, so mm-hmm. yeah, that poison would be, field. Blast. Yeah, poison fields would become much more useful if they were the exact equivalent to, uh, you know, anti protection as it were. But you know, that's fine. I just, I it was just it struck me as funny hearing them talk about it several times during points of interest about like weakening a bunch of foes. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, about that. It is good in PvP. It's very yeah, that's good true. In PvP because it heavily cripples power builds, but it it uh, yeah, the majority of players don't care about it. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh we yeah that's most of the stuff for the staff really is the the healing orbs that it has an awesome bowling skill. It has a hilariously probably not that useful um weakness skill i guess it's got a it's got a direct heal and or not direct but a a pure heal and condition removal for allies skill which is i guess it reminds me of staff four for guardians Mm -hmm. not exactly the same but you have to stand in place and buff all your allies and you know that's that is what it is actually that sorry that reminded me of something um when you said we're talking about the heal, um, the more this is going to be kind of a controversial statement, but I'll bring it back. Um, the more I hear about the revenant, kind of the less excited I am for it. And I'm not here to like poop on anyone who <laughs> maybe I should rephrase that. I'm not here to rain on anyone's parade who is really excited for the revenant. But it seems to me like it's going to be very not niche isn't the right word, but each each specialized each bit of the revenant is maybe overly specialized. And we talked about this a little bit um last time on the beta episode where um we kind of felt that. But then seeing this again just makes me think even more where each legend kind of has a weapon that is built into that legend. And so the number of viable or the, the number of obvious combinations is pretty low and so i i'm i'm really hesitant about this actually like i don't think i'm gonna enjoy the revenant right now because it seems like it's too specialized one way but then not specialized enough because it doesn't it's a jack of all trades and a master of none that is trying to be a master of one at a time. I don't know, like, I'm trying to explain it, but I, I'm having a hard time doing it, so if you guys want to, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, are you feeling the same thing, or am I just totally botching this? I get what you're saying. It's just, first of all, as far as the staff goes, I can really see the Ventari-Jealous combo being pretty strong, because as it stands, we really haven't seen a weapon that complements Jealous. Not in any very serious way. Some people would mm-hmm. argue that Hammer does, but Hammer is going to be a long-range power weapon for DPS with some control, while Jealous is the melee brawler. The staff will allow Jealous to really shine, and Ventari complements it well with the healing, and tankiness and healing kind of go hand-in-hand. Hand. So I can kind of see that happening. However... 
as far as looking at the profession as a whole, I am holding basically my judgment until Shiro comes out. <laughs> because that is the point where we're going to be like, okay, can this profession actually hold up its damage? Yeah, conditions I guess, are nice and all, but it, it doesn't compare to Zerker. It just yeah, doesn't. and that's that's very true, I guess, for me as well, because that's um, pure damage is a place that I enjoy as well as well as a very very effective one in Guild Wars Two. Um, I guess I just my main frustration. I figured out how to how to phrase it properly. My main frustration is the Revenant because of its profession mechanic tries to fill two roles. And you don't have any options within those two roles. For example, if you're running a Malix and a Jalus um, Revenant, you only have one weapon, and each weapon seems to fit a particular role very well. So no matter what you do when you switch legends, it doesn't synchronize well with your weapon. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like what? Yeah, it's. I have a similar feeling to Spirit on this, and it feels like. You're going to make your one build, which is your weapon plus one of your legends, that is sort of your main, and then you are going to oftentimes, depending on how the other legends play out, we obviously don't know the full extent, but it feels pretty strongly like oftentimes you're going to have a second legend that is kind of just like your situational utility legend, which some classes behave that way when it comes to weapons. Like sometimes you have... Like this is my main weapon, and then I swap to this one. Yeah, and then I swap to this one when I need this like little extra utility that I get from this weapon set, and then swap back as soon as I don't need that anymore. Um, mm-hmm. You know, short bow, as you said. Um, but I think something about the fact that you can't customize your legend skills at all makes that feel even more restrictive, and. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's gonna. We're really gonna have to get our hands on the full build because I do also see the potential for your trait lines to be relevant uh, in this discussion because there were quite a few interesting traits during the beta, and I don't know if those are final or what. But we only even had access to a couple of trait lines, so yeah, I don't know. It's each have, of the legends feels really strong, but also very focused. And with a, with such little amount of customization, it makes it feel, yeah, like Spirit said, sort of too hyper-focused on something individually and lacking the ability to really get the versatility of other professions or builds. I have a feeling that, starting out at least, it's going to be whatever the zerker quote legend is which more than likely is going to be shiro and people are going to have a secondary next to that simply for utility if they need lots of projectile blocks they'll probably take ventari for that bubble that looks absolutely overpowered for that kind of situation or if they need like a lot of condition control they'll take malex if they need like a taunt they'll take jealous or something like that and they're basically going to camp one legend. That is, assuming that these like elite specialization for Revenant does not really like kind of put that whole idea of locked utilities um, on its head, because there's a chance that the elite specialization could unlock them. And we just don't know. 
That's true. I have been curious about how they're going to change up the profession mechanic for the Revenant for the Elite Specialization. Yeah, I, I there's just there's too many unknowns to really have a good guess on that, so I haven't really given it a ton of thought. I am interested to see what it is and how it's different from the core Revenant, because giving, you know, it's almost like introducing two classes at the same time, which right. is interesting. But, yeah, I I think I think we all sort of agree that it looks like at the moment there's going to probably be a heavy focus on legend camping rather than swapping. Which is interesting, yeah. because there's an entire like specialization trait line, whatever you want to call it, on swapping. <laughs> it's just like, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems, yeah, it seems anti... I don't know, like against the design of the profession, which is designed to have these really cool swaps if the swap is reserved for... Uh, oops, I need some Gandhi removal. I don't know. Again, like I said, I'm not here to like you know ruin anyone's fun. Who's really looking forward to Revenant? I'm sure it'll have you know great uses and it'll continue to change as it develops. And you know af- after it comes out, even it'll continue to change. It's the nature of an MMO. But I don't know. Just right now, I'm hesitant and a little bit off put by it. And that's honestly, it would be totally fine if there was a profession I didn't like to play because I have too many characters already and they don't all have to cater to what I'm interested in. That's totally fine if I don't end up liking it. And on the flip side, I'm actually really excited for The Revenant because to me, it's like a wonderful marriage of Elementalist and Thief. Yeah, that's an interesting way of putting that because I was actually thinking of uh, when we were when I was talking about the camping issue, I was actually, Elementalist was sort of coming to mind too. Not necessarily for the campfire build, but just in general, it feels like a couple of the attunements frequently are sort of just like your utility attunements that you just sort of swap into for something really quick, depending on build, of course. Like, Dagger Dagger spams through all of them, but uh, at least when I've been playing Elementalist, it felt like I really had maybe two attunements that were sort of my main ones that I was doing a lot with, and then yeah, one or two that were kind of... Dagger Dagger sort of sits in air more than the other ones. That's true, yeah. Yeah, so, and I mean, you know, Elementalist is plenty fun, so that's, who knows? I mean, we'll just, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's really, like, the size of, or like, the quantity of skills doesn't really affect, at least to me, how much I can enjoy a profession. Like, I don't need a lot of buttons. It's what the buttons actually do that counts. Yeah, that's fair. It's just, it's more, I guess I'm coming at it more from the perspective of having fewer choices of what your buttons are. It is scaring me into believing that I may have less versatility than a lot of other professions, which, uh, w- you know, if if you're less versatile, it frequently means that you have, you know, less versatile usually means less powerful, but not necessarily. So, you know, we'll just, we'll just have to see. Really... Until we have the entire picture, it's going to be slightly difficult to be like, okay, this is OP, or, huh, yeah, they're the new Necros. No. <laughs> <sighs> uh, that hurts me deep down in the dark spots of my soul. <laughs> Blacker than the blackest black times infinity. Because, um, because Shadow Abyss... 
Yeah. Okay, but stepping out of the Shadow Abyss, let's talk a little bit more about the Ventari tablet other than just uh, talking about that reflecting ability. So, I don't know for any listeners who have, whether or not you've played League of Legends, but I think there's a lot of things with her with this kit that are very reminiscent of Oriana and um John Peters even somebody mentioned that on the Guild Wars U subreddit and John Peters replied that is an accurate uh it's an accurate analogy or something to that effect. So there's definitely a lot of new tech involved in this with having this object out that you're sort of giving commands to directly of where it goes and having it like be pulsing at locations that are remote from your own. Um, it looks really interesting. I don't know if it's my type of gameplay, but I think that it's a really cool type of gameplay, and I think there's going to be a lot of people that really enjoy that type of thing. Does it really appeal to either of you guys? I like the idea. However, as far as PvE goes, I I think that it's sort of going to be a, oh, I need to block projectiles. <laughs> And then blow it up and swap. As far as PvP goes, unless that tablet moves faster, I don't see it being too much of a thing in SPvP. World v. World, however, it, I mean, just, I, I can see, like, tons of tablets just going back and forth in a Zerg, and just, ugh, that's gonna be interesting. Can the, can the tablet be destroyed? First of all, do you know? We don't know that. Yeah, we have no idea. Okay, and then my other question was, can the tablet summoning skill be interrupted? I'd assume so, because it has a cast time. Ooh. But what's the recharge like, on it? I mean, I would assume that it's going to be really short. I don't know, really but even if, you, even if you could instantly cast it, theoretically, if you are against a mesmer, like an interrupt mesmer, which, you know, we know ArenaNet's trying to emphasize now with the, the train... Trait, trait changes? What are even words? I'm sorry. Um, Specialization preview. Yeah, if you run up against an interrupt mesmer and they basically shut down your entire like second half of the bar by interrupting that one skill. Whew. But I, I can see... Revenants in general are going to have a hard time with interrupts because there's cast times on basically everything for them that we've seen so far. Like their animations are, are are very heavy that we've right. like, seen. However, I have a feeling that their DPS specific weapon is not going to be that way. But that remains to be seen. I know it'll it'll be interesting counterplay in PvP because as it stands right now, the Revenant looks very powerful in PvP. In the way that it can specialize in this one thing that can really turn the tide of any battlefield. But anyone that learns what the Revenant's animations are and can block them through interrupts or blinds or whatever can essentially shut them down completely. And I think because of that, Thieves and Mesmers both are going to have quite a, an interesting learning curve when fighting revenants mm. yeah it's yeah actually oh go ahead sorry you said they they maybe not so good in spvp because of the like the cast times and stuff but i really want to i think you're, you're bang on when you said in, in worldly worlds they'll be really interesting because i think they function especially ventari and the staff 
um, really well in a group setting, and I would be, I would have a good time playing a Jalus staff Ventari Revenant in Stronghold, especially once you get down to the Lord phase, and or maybe even the um, channeling the heroes, where you just have that um, group disruption and group support. Yeah, I was just thinking about World v. World as well. I guess we're sort of on the same wavelength. And I didn't really have a specific point, but a lot of the things that we've been seeing so far, uh, I mean, with the Chronomancer and the Reaper and some of the things that we've seen from the Revenant, especially the moving projectile reflecting bubble and things like that, um, I think World v. World's actually going to get a pretty significant shakeup in terms of tactics and things that you have to watch out for and things that you have to pay attention to, which I think is going to be really exciting for people that really enjoy that game game mode, because a lot of them, I think, feel like World v. World's kind of been left out a lot, and even though we know that they're getting some things for World v. World, I think massive class balance shifts and brand new shiny abilities are going to do a lot more than a new map. Yeah, exactly, because you know, if if your whole Zerg meta changes because, or like your your Zerg tactics rather change because of the existence of Reapers chilling the crap out of everything around them, and oh, excuse me, and like double double invisibility ing, uh, double mass invisibility mesmer waves, and like coordinated Ventari reflection bubble pushes. And it's just double all sorts portal of portal flanking. I don't know if you're actually going to be able to double portal, just we'll because see. of the fact that portals a flip skill. I don't know how resetting your cooldowns would work with that. Like, no, you set up one portal, and then you set up another one. Yeah, yeah, probably. I don't know. I I don't really have a reason why it wouldn't work necessarily. It just portals always been a little bit of a weird skill, so. Oh, excuse me. Yawning. Or even in SPVP. Like, being close to home, portaling from home to mid, and then from mid to far. Like, bam, bam. After one team fight, and then straight. It's going to be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm. I'm excited to see how metas shift up. I don't foresee much of a shift in the PvE meta unless there are other large changes that don't directly have to do with classes, but more with encounter design and role support or role creation or role diminishing, like I said, which is not directly based on class design. It, I don't see the PvE meta shifting a ton. I mean... There will probably be some shifts, but the standard tactics will probably mostly still apply, but like you said, It really depends on how mobs are designed and how they handle conditions in particular going forward. Because with the like, if they do end up uncapping conditions and just reworking them, we could see a slight shift where some professions will prefer conditions over straight up like power crit. Mm -hmm. But that still goes into the line of the best CC is death. Yeah. So it really just depends on how they design encounters and just mob AI in general, which I have 
hope for, considering they hired one of the best rate designers in the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of unknowns. But I think despite the fact that we all sort of are, are, ver- are voicing concerns or perhaps trepidation, I think we're all also pretty optimistic and hopeful as well. Wouldn't yeah. you guys? Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Like, it's easier for me to talk about things I'm worried about than be like, yeah, I'm excited for that. But I mean, I am excited, but there are these things that I am concerned about. That's that's where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think the thing is that it's difficult to talk about your excitement for things when there's so many things that you don't know, but it's easy to be worried about things that seem to contradict what we already know and have experience with. And so, you know, it's it's easy for us to get a little bit worried about about these things that sound like they're fundamental departures from the way that Guild Wars 2 functions or has functioned. Um, but I, you know, like like we said, I think we're all still really excited to see all of the new changes and, you know, there are high hopes. Um, should we quickly, I don't know that we did, do we, should we quickly run down what each of the Ventari skills does? Uh, sure. Those didn't make it into the notes, so I don't remember them exactly. I remember basically what they do. Do you want to, do, do either of you remember them offhand? <laughs> Negative. The only one I remember is the projectile blocking one. I know the six, like, moves the tablet around and, like, causes healing in the trail. The seven is just, like, a burst heal. I think eight was the projectile block, and nine was the, like, explosion thingy of condition removal. And then the elite, it, like, blows pours energy into tablet. it, blows up the tablet, and then drops a bunch of healing around it. And the healing from that was pretty significant. I don't know what the stat set was, if they were still using soldiers or whatever, which is what they were using last, or in one of the previous previews, but... Uh, the the healing was pretty substantial on that. Yeah, I think uh, maybe you said this because I was reading, but the, I think the only one we missed is there's an AOE Condi cleanse as well on the nine skill. So um, heals, Condi cleanse, block protection, explode for more heals. Yeah, more heals. Yeah, Those heals with more heals. Well, since your energy resets when you swap your legends, I'm correct when I say that, right? It doesn't reset completely, it goes to 50. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, it resets to the neutral point. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that it does that and that your tablet is going to go away if you switch legends means that you're pretty much 90% of the time going to be popping the elite and then switching because unless you're like already completely down bare on energy and you just like can't wait long enough to do that because it seems like kind of a waste to not use your elite when your energy is going to go away and your tablet's going to go away. At least that's my guess, or my expectation. No, I, I totally see that happening, where people are going to just pop into Ventari, do what they like need to do, pop their Elite, and then switch. Is there any other news in this past week, week and a half? Oh, right, Stronghold. Did either of you play it? Yes, actually. Um, archers are still meh. Still think they need to be reworked some, especially mm-hmm. considering I spawned nine archers at one point and 
ran to go kill the guild lord and guild lord wow my head is in a certain place apparently that's seven years ago <laughs> what are and they actually called just lord just lord no it's guild lord come on it is no i don't know i'm just kidding i just <laughs> but i'm i'm with you on that i knew ex- i like I, w- I call it guild lords too and like another like one other player came in and it it was a mesmer casted two zerkers because he was camping great sword and the phantasms destroyed all the archers immediately oh. it was just like what <laughs> yeah they're they're very i mean really they're <laughs> kind of their only function right now is that they uh they work when doorbusters are no longer an option which is sad it's basically what they are it, they're just like oh hey we don't need doorbusters anymore and we have supplies so let's just summon archers to make more targets because supposedly they're supposed to be to kill the guards at each door but players can kill those so easily it's not worth it but at the same time if you make those too difficult to kill they basically become more doors so it's just eh. hmm. okay uh spirit did you play any in this last beta I did not. I kind of woke up uh, as after a significant amount of it had passed, and I looked at all the the feedback, and people had said not much had changed. So I went and did other stuff that day instead. But, I had a feeling it was more of a stress test than a like, oh, there's new things. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was good. Like, I'm happy to see it back again, and I, there's I have not lost my desire to play. I just had other stuff to do, and I, you know, didn't go out of my way to check it out when not much had changed yeah it's I, a wonderful game mode like i can't yeah. wait for it to actually be released yeah and, and in its own lineup because <laughs> i want to take um the specializations and revenant in there and see what they can do as well that that prospect is really exciting to me yeah i keep having really bad luck and having commitments on tuesdays and combined with the west coast uh, time time slots was this was this only during certain hours or was I'm pretty it... sure it started at one point and then from that point it ran for twenty four hours exactly. Ah, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, the the West Coast hours, especially during the regular beta event, and then I I keep getting it during uh, on days that I already have commitments, and so I have not actually gotten to play that much of the beta content for Stronghold or uh, the regular beta. Yeah, yeah, just the regular Heart of Thorns Maguma beta. So, a little unfortunate, but we've got some time, I'm sure, before it comes out. So, I'm sure we'll, I'll get some more in. I, I'm excited to play both of those things with a Slayer and Rifle. Which Nothing. is what you're Nothing. theoretically <laughs> projecting. That, that, that is my hopeful thinking for Thief specialization. It's called a Slayer with a rifle? Well, it's called a Slayer, but the rifle is the weapon. Well, yeah, no, I mean, yes. Because slayer and I, that their weapon is rifle. Because they can't go with Hunter, because Dragon Hunter. And Assassin is just... Man, I mean, it'd be cool, but... I don't think they're going in that direction. So, Slayer. 
All right. Well, I think that pretty much finishes us off for news-related content to talk about this week. Uh, unless you guys had any other thoughts. No? All right. I think it's time for that very special time in the episode where Spirit delivers unto us the cast cast. Hello and welcome to CastCast, the podcast within the podcast, about the cast, about the podcast, and the style cast, other podcast this week on CastCast. It's an extra CastCasty podcast cast. Crap. CastCast, um, Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just, I don't have anything this week except a huge shout out to the Guild Wars Reporter ladies. Um, if you don't know Guild Wars Reporter, they are another Guild Wars 2 podcast and they have just recently hit their 151st episode, which is the same number as ours. And so I don't, yeah, there's a huge camaraderie between the podcast specifically, the entire community of Guild Wars 2. We're just very friendly with each other. I'm in their guild. I run with them from time to time. And I have a tremendous amount of respect for these ladies and the work that they do for the Guild Wars community. So congratulations to you guys and cheers with my special Walmart mug. It's my favorite mug, you guys. It means so much to me. Anyway, um, we hope to see you at 200, because that would be really cool if we both got there together and celebrated. By together, you mean that they're going to beat us because they put out content more consistently than we do, so they've caught up yeah, to us. because they're awesome. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, we did do that whole stint with, like, seasons or something, because Eric is weird. <laughs> One time we stopped podcasting for a long time. Yes, we did. Um, by we, I mean not me, because I wasn't part of it then. I promise I won't leave you. I will fill your ear holes for many a <laughs> time to come. Uh... And on that note... <laughs> exit stage left! This has been another episode of Relics of Ore. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofore.com. Email us at relicsofor at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site, just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.